this podcast is dedicated to helping you find your trail to a happier, healthier you by discussing topics like self-improvement, business, health and beauty, and random thoughts about life from a Christian perspective. I'm your host, Tasha Johnson. February is Black History Month. The Black community has been stuck in survival mode for so long that health and wellness are viewed as a luxury rather than a necessity. I want to flip the script on this mindset. This is why I created the Brand New You Challenge, but I wanted to take it a step further. In addition to my usual segments, each week I will also be highlighting members within the Black community who are dedicated to empowering people with the knowledge they need to get to the next level. I was thoroughly inspired and motivated by these individuals, and I know you will be as well. I have a special request to ask you. If you're enjoying the content provided by Hustle & Faith, please be sure to rate and leave a review. Thank you. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of speaking with DeBlair Tate. She is a certified fitness coach, a former professional figure competitor, a military training instructor, and the successful owner of the eight-figured brand. Although DeBlair is an expert in personal training and fitness, her objective is to help you become successful in all areas of life, the physical, mental, and spiritual. Be inspired, motivated, and empowered to create the life you deserve. Welcome to the show, DeBlair. Hi, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, what aspect do you want? I just, I'll just start from like where I'm from. I grew up in a small town in Mississippi. Very, very proud of my, my little city. We have a little under what, 5,000 people. So, you know, that's my background. Um, only child. Well, my, I'm my mom's only child. Um, currently 21 years in the military. I'm a military training instructor, like you said. Um, health and wellness coach, life coach, and I'm actually a future author. I'm in the editing phase of writing my first book, which I'm very, very excited about. And I'm building my eight-figure brand as we speak. So I have a, you know, a lot of entities under that. So that's pretty much who I am. Just a, a little girl from Mississippi that's trying to make something out of her life. Okay. At this point, it's not even trying. You have (laughs) a lot on your plate. My goodness that you are past trying. You've done it. (laughs) So why are you so passionate about health and fitness? What drew you to those two? So I've always been into just working out. I can't even sit here and tell you I've always been into health. Because growing up in Mississippi, there was nothing about what I did and what I ate that was healthy. Mm. I learned later, you know, what impact and effects that it had on my body. And it's, it was a couple of things. And I guess I just really started opening up and really sharing personal reasons. Because prior to that, you know, I was psyching myself out. Although I still get my passion and my drive off of, you know, being a trainer So I'm no longer actually considered a personal trainer because I don't train anymore per se. I'm more so on the coaching side and, you know, writing plans and um, creating workouts and and things like that for clients. But when I was an actual coach, a um, trainer for 16 years, I was just noticing so much about people like the reason why they were working out, you know, it was so superficial and people were had low self-esteem. They were not loving themselves, accepting who they are. They was always down on themselves. So my drive became challenging them or, or just probably 
wanting to get them to just accept themselves and love themselves and be able to look in the mirror or wake up every day and actually have a love for who they are and who God made them to be. So that became my passion and, and, and it just happened by accident, accident, just because of the experiences that I had with my clients. But later on, you know, I had some family members that started having some issues, some autoimmune issues that, you know, resulted in, you know, them potentially passing away. And I later found out that I had um, adapted some of the autoimmune traits. Mm. So this is probably like the most that I've been open about it. So it just became a different type of passion. Just me through what I've gone through. I think the way I started living my life had a major role on where my system is and how healthy it is and and it not being active. So it kind of goes hand in hand with the client side with me trying to help them. And then it became really personal because I wanted to be like a vessel to let people know that as long as you take care of yourself, it could be a a detrimental part of of you being here longer. So that's where my passion comes from. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and so what does a typical routine look like to you? What is the typical day or a routine that you may have look like to you? Ooh, honey, <laughs> it has changed over time. So let me just tell you how I've grown and I'm very proud of this. So in the past, my routine would be just like hustling. Like as soon as I wake up in the morning and my feet hit the floor, I'm either like when I was actually physically training, I was waking up four, five o'clock in the morning, going to clients, going to the gym, trying to get all that stuff in because I never stopped with my full-time job. So I was still working full-time, whether it was, I worked for IBM for 10 years as well. So I was doing the military part-time and I was doing IBM for the um, earlier parts of my life. And I was going to IBM working. And sometimes I would work overnight because I was a, a project manager for IT. So we would be installing servers and things like that. And sometimes I wouldn't even get sleep. I'm just going, going, going. And my routine was was just about me getting out there, trying to do whatever I can to, to just make it work. And then things started suffering. My priorities was getting out of line. I was like sacrificing family time, just doing things that really was important. So I just had to reevaluate. So for the last couple of years, I've been working on balancing my life. So when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do I take before I do anything, I take about 10 or 15 minutes, which is really hard for me to sit still, but I take 10 minutes to just meditate, listen to what God has for me for that day and just kind of ease my way into my day. I started changing up the availability of me having to be out. So I started structuring my routine and my life um, in a way that didn't require me to always be present. So it's kind of like more smooth sailing and I'm more in control of it. So that's what it looks like now. I just go out through my day, work, you know, work um, at the military base when I'm, you know, training the troops and, you know, working on my brand. It's still a hustle, but it's a different type of healthy hustle now. And my day ends the same way it begins. I end, you know, with my prayer and my meditation and just making sure that I disconnect from any type of social media, computers or whatever, at least an hour before I lay down. That is so... I mean, I cannot agree with you more on that. And and that is, it's very similar how my day starts as well, by the way, because I, I try to ease into the day as well. 
try to do some Bible study, some exercise before I even check email because it it, it goes downhill once you first <laughs> when yes. you get to that point. When you start checking email, it's like, oh, you, then I don't know about you, but my brain automatically just turns on and I just have to keep going. So yeah, you have to keep very, going. Very, very similar routines. Um, of course, you're a lot busier than me. <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want to be. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So, you know, how would you describe your coaching style? So I know you, you deal with so many different people and personalities and, and you just have so many different projects going on, but how is your coaching style? So I've adapted more of a cognitive coaching style, which I get people to really, really chime in on their mindset, because I think everything works and starts with the mind. And I always say, I kind of combine my life coaching with my health and wellness coaching, which is amazing. I'm so thankful that I have that background and all that happened by accident. It was not a defined path for me, but I I always tell them that there is no health without mental health. So the cognitive part, I guess I I can say that I'm a cognitive coach because I I start with your mind. So even before I talk to you about um, meal plans or working out or where you're going with your life, I want to see where your head is and, and where you are currently in your life. Like, what are your barriers? Like, what, what do you think about from day to day? What do you love? What is your purpose? So I go into that and then push more into like a goal-oriented style and just kind of coach them from there. So that is the type of coach that I feel like I'm going to remain because I don't see any other foundation becoming stable until you get a person to change their mindset. That is so true. So true. Because it all starts with the perspective. If you have a bad attitude going in, you know, you got to clear that up first before you start to see results, right? So, yes, ma'am. Yeah. All right. So, what advice do you have for folks that are trying to stay healthy and work out at home? Because, again, depending upon which state you live in, there's so many different rules. And, you know, getting to the gym might not be possible for quite a few people. So, how can you stay healthy and work out at home? So, what I tell people first of all is just being real with yourself. Like, is this really what you want to do? Because some people just enjoy the idea of thinking that they want to work out <laughs> and just really finding your, like I always, my biggest thing, any interview that I do or whatever, you hear me talk about your purpose, your why, this, that, and the other, because that is what's going to keep you to the point where you're, you're consistent and you're motivated. I don't care if it's at home or in the gym or whatever, But if you don't have a reason for why you're doing it, I don't do anything. And I tell my clients too, you should not be doing anything in this life if there's not a purpose behind it. So first of all, what is your purpose for doing it? Like working out at home, like make sure you you don't have any excuses. Once you set your mind to say, this is what what I want to do, figure out a routine that looks right for you. Because if you're not accustomed to doing it, you would let any excuse get in the way. You come home, work, you're late, you're tired, or you stay, if you work at home, you know, you may stay on the computer too long and sitting down makes you tired. So the first thing you're going to want to do is relax and you'll say, I'm going to do it tomorrow. But you just have to hold yourself accountable. If you really want to do it, like you have to make sure that nothing gets in your way and you take a look at your day and just figure out what is going to be the most sensible, convenient way for me to 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 reach my goals, work out. Where do I start? Am I knowledgeable enough to know what to do at home do I have the proper equipment where you know what I'm saying you may have to reach out to somebody to just kind of like get yourself started if you don't know where to start 
because you can easily get frustrated if you if you don't know what you're doing and you're trying to work out at home and you really want to. So just reaching out to somebody to give you some guidance. And then if it's get an accountability partner, whether it's your, your spouse, a friend or whatever, and just being true to what you want, but finding your purpose first and letting that be the reason why you stay consistent. You know what? How do people stay motivated though? So they may have a reason, they may have that purpose, but again, if if it's something new that you're brand new to, you may have issues with staying motivated, even if you do have that purpose. So how would you help someone in that case? It depends on the person. Some people are just natural motivators themselves and it's their their mindset. But for somebody that has a, a struggle with being motivated, you may have to get an accountability partner. You may have to get a coach or somebody that's going to hold you accountable because there will be some, it's not easy at all. And I tell people all the time that if it was easy, everybody will be doing it. People start it all the time and they stop because it gets to the point where they feel like they can't go anymore. or They don't know what their purpose is, their motivation. If you think about it, Tasha, just like if I ask you, say if you had family members that has passed away for whatever reason and you're like oh no I'm going to break this generational curse like I am going to do x y and z so that is your purpose and that is your motivation so it's something bigger than you that keeps you going and you don't look for any type of external motivation it's with inside of you so that goes back to you asking me what type of coach am I I'm a cognitive coach is that thought is that mindset so my motivation comes from me knowing that if I neglect my body, that I could potentially be, be hurting myself, you know, so I keep it pushing. And my motivation is also knowing that I is there's so many people that want to be healthy and that looks up to me. And I, I have so much knowledge that I want to use this to be able to help as many people as I possibly can. So each individual person has to figure out what their purpose is and why they're doing it. And they have to find motivation in that. On the um, more on the surface, you can get creative, invite uh, people to to work out with you. You know, find creative workouts or whatever. Have competitions, games, and things like that. But overall, the foundation is inter- internal with that mind- mindset. True, true. I do agree with that. And you know what? With your military background, I'm sure you are no stranger to stress and pressure. So. How do you go about handling stress and pressure that you encounter? So I'm very intentional with my self-care now. In the past, I would just not handle it. But I would just go about my day, like whether it was stress or pressure, I just would just, you know, do what I needed to do. I've always been resilient. So regardless of what's going on in my life, I, I would just keep it pushing or, you know, I wouldn't, I didn't have any type of meditation practices or any. Mm-hmm. ways of dealing with stress. I just thought stress is what it is. That's just going to happen. But now, you know, I'm just intentional with everything that happens. Like if there's something like, like if life happens, if um, someone, pass, like I had an aunt to pass away from COVID that, that stressed me out because, you know, that's a family member. And sometimes you have to recognize that stress comes in all forms. It's not just you going back and forth with a significant other and them stressing you out. It could be something that is going on in your life that's on your mind that you have to deal with, with all the other factors and stuff that you have going on. So I'm just intentional with just, you know, self-care and, you know, taking a moment to deal with the situation instead of trying to make myself so busy that I forget that that it even exists. Uh And really just trying to make sure 
I keep my blood pressure down because, you know, once you get all uptight and, and um, allow stress to get to you, that's when major health issues can start affecting you. So you just have to practice, you know, different methods that, that work for you. So, you know what, just to follow up to that question, uh, what does self-care look like to you then? Oh, my self-care is, is, is on point now. So I really just, and I'm getting so good at it. I get so excited about it because I, I, I used to not do it at all in the past, but I love, love, love going to get foot massages. I love going to the um, massage parlor, doing that. Um, also working out, of course, that's just like, yeah. that's, even though it sounds cliche, but I zone out when I'm working out. And I, you know, I challenge myself and I try not to think about anything else but that. And now me writing my book, journaling, things like that is good. I actually am a motorcycle rider. I'm the founder of my motorcycle club and the vice president currently. So I ride my bike and it's so therapeutic. Um, And I roller skate. So I picked that back up. So I just do a lot of things that takes my mind off of work that forces me to be in that moment and not deal with what whatever else I have going on because I, I'm always thinking about work until I dive into one of those activities. Can I just say, I, I did see the motorcycle on the website and I just thought <laughs> it was the coolest thing. I am, maybe so <laughs> I could... You couldn't pay me to get on a motorcycle. I love to bike, but I mean, uh, not that type of bike, but uh, oh God. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, wow, she is be messing with her because yes, <laughs> that is amazing. I, I just have to go down this path because I wanted to ask you this. How did you get into the motorcycle thing? So I actually, I'm a risk taker. I'm a tomboy. So okay. I just became like, girly I guess I'm still not girl I just sometimes can make myself look like I am (laughs) but um I really got into it with um my boyfriend was he was heavy into it Mm -hmm. and for a long time he I guess he wanted that to be something that we did together Mm -hmm. and for a long time I was against I'm like no I don't want to do it but he encouraged me to get a, a a bike and it's just been downhill from there. So I've been riding consistently for about six years. I started in college, but it wasn't like I own my bike. Yeah. But as far as like uh, being consistent, you know, it's been about six years. I joined a motorcycle club. Then I left a club to start my own with um, five other ladies. And it's just been downhill from there. It's, it's, we wow. haven't looked back. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I'm a little too scaredy cat. So that was, that was really cool. <laughs> yes. So we got a couple more fun questions coming up more on the lighthearted side. So if you could meet your favorite athlete, who would it be? And what is the one question that you would ask them? Oh my God. This is going to sound so funny. I really don't have one particular favorite athlete. Now I'll tell you who I was in love with in, in, when I was growing up. I just, I actually even named my fake kids after them. It was so funny. But um, I admire any female that's an athlete that actually turns it into like a business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they're they're not just an athlete. There's somebody out there that, like Serena Williams, like I admire her, you know, for what, what she does. And um, she's just an inspiration and a mentor to so many people. But growing up, this is just a fun fact. Don't, I hope nobody holds this against me. But I was in love with Penny Hardaway. Do you remember him? Yes. I, I thought you, for some reason, I thought you were going to say Michael Jordan because that's no. 
I was heels for Anthony Penny Hardaway. Okay. Like I had I need to know my I need I have so many questions, but I, you know what? I was so young, I didn't even I was in like junior high and he played for the magics and you know, I had kids named after him when I was like in junior high school saying like, this is going to be my children's name. And that man, like if I had to ask him one question, then it would be, would you marry me? Because I, I love that man to death. And I can't even, I don't even know if it was just, just his, his style, his, I couldn't tell you. I was so young. Maybe, I don't know why I was just head over heels, but I went to his um, basketball camps in Memphis. It was just wow. everything that he was doing was just amazing to me. So that <laughs> I haven't thought about that. I, I, I hold that against you, but I, I am slightly surprised there. I, I love yes, it. that's who it was. <laughs> that's who it was. All right. So what song is on repeat in your playlist? One song that's on repeat on my playlist that is a really good question i am so like diverse when it comes to music and it just depends on what mood i'm in Ooh, that's a good, let's come back to that one because like i don't know what song i put a, i repeat a lot of songs though i'm a little uh I'm, I'm ratchet sometimes. Sometimes I'm spiritual and want to just, you know, be all holy. Sometimes I'm more serene, want to listen to some uh, like Summer Walker or her. So it just depends on my mood. So I don't, I don't know what song. The last song I listened to because I just finished working out and I played it twice was Twerker Later. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, so 90s. Is that fair to say? 90s music? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my mood. Like 80s, 90s. Like, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I listen to a lot. Like, my playlist, I can just tell you as far as, let me look at my Pandora. So on my Pandora, my main type of um, playlist that I play all the time, I play, uh-oh, I didn't mean to play that. Um, I play, like, Brandy. You're, like, you know, Brandy Radio. Yes. Um, I play Jacqueline Carr's radio a lot. So those two, Monica, Neo. So those are PlayStations. Those are stations that I play all the time. So those are like my top four. Okay. Okay. Kevin Campbell. Yes. I yes. I, 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 oh my goodness. I'm a 90s baby. Like I, I love all of the 90s music. So I completely understand where you're coming from on that. <laughs> yes. All right. So. Do you have any hobbies or interests outside of sports? Yes, I do. So I wonder, so riding motorcycles is not considered a sport for real. It's just leisure for me. And uh, I enjoy listening to music. I love to eat. So going to restaurants, you know, trying new foods, Mm -hmm. you know, hanging out with my family, like the traditional stuff. I am such a a person that likes to be at home or be in intimate settings. Yeah. So that is, that is what I enjoy. I like playing cards. Like I am the ultimate spades and tunk player. Like I'm so serious about that. Like if you can't play, I, I like, I really would get mad at you and not talk to you for months. If you tell me you can play and you're my partner and you mess up. Oh my goodness. Okay. Note to self. All right. <laughs> So if you could choose one word 
to represent your goals for this year, what would it be and why? Ooh, that's a good one. I would have to say unstoppable because there is nothing that is going to come in between me and my goals. Like they will be achieved hands down. It will happen. And I say that because I'm just at a point where I want to make my mom proud. You know what I mean? I want to make like my family proud to, 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 you know, be there, like knowing that I'm representing the family. I come from a small town and we didn't have a lot of opportunities. If you don't leave that place and go in and seek other opportunities and things like that, it's very limited on where you can go in life and the amount of people that you can help. Mm. So that would be why, like, that's my drive. Like I want my town to be proud of me. You know, I just want them to see that and that's really kind of what my book is about, just showing like where you came from doesn't have to define you, you know, because our city, there was like, you know, racism and, and colorism and, and everything that you can ever think of. And a lot of people can get caught up in it. You can conform to that life and just deal with it. Or you can decide that you want to make a change and go out there and do something better so you can help the people in your city. Awesome. Awesome. And that's the first time I've heard someone say unstoppable. So I like that. <laughs> that's the word. All right. And last but not least, what is the best piece of advice that you have for those that are seeking to live a healthy lifestyle? Just do it. Find your purpose. Find your why, you know, and don't let anything come in between it. Like if you don't, like I said earlier, if you don't know why you're doing something, not, chances are that you're not going to continue to do it, or it's going to be something that comes in between you and it. So if you really want to live a healthy lifestyle, find out why you want to do it, find out how to get there, get the support you need, and just don't look back. Awesome. That, that is fantastic advice. Fantastic. Well, to Blair, thank you so much for coming onto the show. It has been a complete joy. If others want to connect with you, how can they go about doing so? I have several platforms that you can contact me on. So if you want to just kind of like follow me, see what I got going on, you can reach me um, on IG at I am DeBlair. I'm also on Facebook and my, if you go to my IG, it kind of links all my pages. My website is www.deblairfitness.com. My brand, Eight Figured, if you want to, you know, get some apparel, some supplements or even when the book comes out, my program, all of the whole nine yards, that's at www.8figure.com. You can also, if you're not a social media person, you can contact me directly by emailing me at info at eightfigured with a D at the end.com. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much again for coming onto the show. I really appreciate it. I thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy listening to Hustle and Faith and would like to support the show, please consider sharing it with your friends, rate or leave a review, donate, or make a purchase at Starring You Crew, our fitness apparel shop. Remember, if you're everything to everyone, then you risk being no one. You never know who you will inspire. See you in the next episode.